Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey guys, welcome to The Bustle Huddle. I'm your host, Jada Gomez, and today we're talking about something I've always been curious about. Everyone knows that I personally own a dog, Lola Gomez, who is amazing and sassy. But to learn a little bit more about how cat moms tick, I really needed to have a cat lady in the studio. And who better than our own producer, Anna Parsons? Hey, Anna. Hey. I'm so glad that we have you on the mic as Bustle's notorious cat lady. Yeah, I adopted a cat seven years ago just to, as a ploy to get on the Bustle Huddle. It worked. A long con. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the name of your cat, baby? Uh, his name is Nico. Nico. He is a Siamese adoptee. Like I rescued him. I got him when he was about one year old, and he's pretty much perfect. Oh, he sounds so sweet. And we've been, like, animal moms for pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah. Lola's eight. Eight, okay. And Nico's how old? Well, he's eight, too, but I got him when he was one year old, so I've had him for seven years. So I am pretty much obsessed with Nico, but as, you know, I'm obsessed with this one cat. That is true. That is accurate. But I've also kind of gained a reputation as cat lady in general. So whenever people find... Any like cat products on the free table and the free table is this place where if we get any sort of promotional items um, that, you know, the editor doesn't necessarily want, they go there to find a, you know, to be rehomed. Bustle's free table is like the land of milk and honey and everything. Or misfit toys. Yeah. One or the other. (laughs) Also, even during White Elephant, people were giving me like cat themed gifts. So I am, yeah, the resident cat lady. You're also the biggest fan of Bustle's free table. So... We are tailoring our 30-second game. What are the best, the wackiest, the craziest, the most random things you've ever gotten from the Bustle Free Table? Ready? Go. Whew, okay, this is, oh, God, this is stressful. Um, 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 the Marie Antoinette wig. That was part of my Halloween costume this year. Yes. Um, I also once got um, one of those oil diffusers, only it was a unicorn and lights up to different colors. It's adorable. That's fun. Yeah, I mean... Tons of beauty products, like everything you ever see on my face, um, which today there's nothing, all from the free table. Um, clothing, like I've received like a really nice wool like sweater once, turtleneck. It was great. People ask me where I got it. Got it from the free table. Oh, that's pretty great. That's it? That's 30 seconds? That was a really great like range of products too. Like oh, yeah. from like everyday beauty products to like right. the luxe. From the useless to the useful. Right? And that is the point of that table. <laughs> it really is. Actually, there's one item I should call out for this episode. One time I got a book called Men with Cats. Oh. Yeah, which is like this coffee table book that's all these pictures of like cool dudes who own cats. And like, it's obviously supposed to be like a thirst trap. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, I want a man sensitive enough for a cat and tattoos. Oh, yeah, that is very thirst trappy. Which is a funny thing. And especially for this episode, because, you know, like for men, it's like a sexy asset to have a cat. Like, you know, check it out. I see cats when I was on dating profile, dating profiles, when I was on dating apps, I would see men post pictures of their cats all the time. Mm hmm. So, yeah, there's this unfair thing where, like, if a woman posts a picture of her cat on Tinder, per se, it's like, 
people sort of give her the side eye. That's true. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, I've always been a dog lover. I love cats too, but I see myself always kind of like owning a dog. And being notoriously single, um, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, at least I'm single with a dog. At least I don't have a cat. Or No, it is an asset. Yeah. It's like, it's fun. It's supposed to, it's, Apparently, it's supposed to help you meet people and like dog parks and stuff, but no one ever really talks to me in hey. dog parks anyway. I mean, but that is the one thing I could say. I walk by dog parks and they are like a social event. Like the owners get to talk to the owners. They get to, you know, even if you have nothing in common, you can talk about your dog. Mm-hmm. With a cat, like all you can do is like talk about what your cat does behind closed doors. You're like, yeah. trust me, he's adorable. It's like, do you even dress like, you know, for... Halloween, I always take Lola to Petco to get like her um, to go to this Halloween costume contest. And then for the holidays, she takes her picture with Santa. Like, what are those activities if you're a cat lover? Like, do you can you do the same thing or no? No, (laughs) it's just simply no. (laughs) No, cats are just sort of made for social media. And cats also are known for their own personalities. Like, you can't really train a cat. I mean, Lola has her personality, but I was able to teach her things, like to sit or to not bark or whatever yeah, the case. Like her but desire for treats is greater than her de- desire to like. Thank know, God, because be I feel like that's, girl. that's the only thing that keeps me that keeps me sane with her at times is just the thought of like her getting a treat. She'll listen to me for that treat, and I know that that's that. But with cats, cats are their own people. They literally are their own people. They're just what you get is what you get, and. Mm. So how how was that with Nico? Well, Nico is so he's Siamese, so he's a little bit more dog-like than other cat breeds, which is great. You've got a dog, so you've never had to deal with the struggle of being a cat owner on dating apps who's, mm-hmm. you know, sort of <laughs> halfway in, halfway out between admitting you have a cat and not. <laughs> but um I heard that you were a little curious about the experience and that you got some of your friends to to weigh in. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So I used to do a podcast with two of my favorite guys in the world, he shoots, she scores. And they would talk about dating all the time and their their experiences on apps. And so I was curious to know, like you said, if They're scrolling through and they're swiping right and left if they came across a cute girl with a cat in her main photo, if that would cause them to swipe left or if they would give her a chance. As someone who is frequently on Tinder, I have been guilty of swiping left on beautiful women who do have cats. I mean, it also depends on how they look. They can't be looking all crazy. As long as it's not one of those hairless cats because those things really, really, really creep me out. Now, if you are on a cat and you treat that cat like a child, like if you take it out in, in a stroller or something, that might be an issue. And as long as the cat is like isn't allowed like in her bed, then I'd be cool with it. And as long as the cat likes me, of course. Wow, so it sounds like they are mostly open-minded, but I still hear some hesitancy there. A little bit, right? They had to for sure. think about it first. Yeah. And then they they ended up giving us the the good guy answer. Well, probably yeah, because for the most probably part. because it was something I asked them (laughs) behind closed doors it might be different (laughs) well yeah no I mean I think it's mostly true though there's um in my experience like just telling somebody I have a cat hasn't been a deal breaker but there have been certain things that I've posted before either on social media or on my dating profile that have been like too much cat like specifically there was this one photo that used to be my um profile photo which was me holding Nico um and I think we're both just like a little bit too wild-eyed And also, (laughs) like, seriously, um, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I'm going to put a link to this photo down in the description for other people to see. 
And if you think it's too much cat, email us at huddle at bustle.com and let me know. Let us know. Yeah, but I took this down to find love. <laughs> so it worked when you took it down? You found you found love? I mean, like a year and a half later. <laughs> but yeah, it worked eventually. I guess another question I have for you as a cat lady I always kind of considered a cat lady someone who had two or more cats. Mm. Do you think that it changes when you add more? The term cat lady is determined more by enthusiasm right now than like even number of cats. Got yeah. So yeah, like it's an it's an identity that you can choose. There's a whole industry on Etsy right now of cat lady tote bags that you can get. I know you went out there and got us some interviews from some experts in the field. Yes, I'm so excited about this first interview. So let us know what you got. Yeah, so this is a longtime bustle friend, writer for Bustle, Miss Kristen Soleil. She's a gender studies instructor at the New School. She is a, oh gosh, I'm, no, I'm nervous like even throwing out these buzzwords, but she is a witch. She is a noted witch and she has a lot to say about the um, connections between cats and magic and, um, you know, how the term cat lady originated in the first place. So she sat down with a good friend of mine, editor Gabby Moss, to discuss all of these things. I'm a huge Gabby fan. Oh, yeah. Huge Gabby so I'm fan. Sold. Huge Kristen Soleil fan. Mm-hmm. And huge cat fan. What could be better? Um, and also, if you're a Sabrina fan and you've always wanted your own Salem. I'm so down. Let's go. So, Kristen, why do we culturally associate women and cats so much? Yeah, it goes back to a lot of ancient deities. We have, like, obviously in the ancient Egyptian pantheon, there's female goddesses that are shown as cats, like Bast. But really, the pejorative connotation of, like, this hypersexual feline entity comes around with Aristotle in his History of Animals. He describes all of the different animals and how they have sex, and it's all pretty straightforward. When he gets to cats, he says, the female cat is peculiarly lecherous. And he goes on about, like, why the female cat is such a slut. But, I mean, they're making a lot of noise during sex because they have a uh, barbed penis inside them. Am, am I correct that male cats have have uh, spikes coming out of their penises? Yes, that is correct. And anyone would be screaming if that were <laughs> happening to them. Um, and so from there, it really, I've read a lot of scholarly works about it, that, it, that you know, infiltrated culture in a certain way. And then it goes all the way into the witch trials and, and the idea of the cat being the witch's familiar or uh, shape-shifting witch or some sort of, like, evil, unlucky creature like the black cat. And, you know, and that continues today. And all the, like, the language we use to s- describe women that's very feline. Oh, like, that's, like, that's so, that's sad. That bums me out. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, blaming women for shit that's not even their fault, like, goes across, like, every species. I know. <laughs> um, but I think there's also some, like, positive correlations. You have, like, Freya being pulled um, the Norse goddess Freya being pulled in a chariot by cats. And then there's like um, a Chinese cat goddess that controlled the sun with her pupils. So there's a lot of like mothering. Like I think cat is also the symbol of like a mother, motherhood and um, caring and creation in that sense. So it's not all pejorative. But yeah, there's some pretty rough stuff out there about cats. <laughs> uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of cats as familiars in mm-hmm. uh, in the world of, of modern witchcraft. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing a lot of interviews with with witches and folks who identify as occultists and how their cat is part of their magical practice. So a familiar would just be an ally spirit, whatever form it may take. And obviously it's not always animals, but often it's animals. Um, 
and any kind of animal will do, but it's quite common to have a cat as a familiar. And a lot of the people I'm interviewing talk about a lot of the spell work they do where their cat's there or their cat will literally like pull out certain tarot cards with their teeth and really be a part of any sort of ritual they're doing, whether they invite the cat or not. That's the funny part. I think a lot of it is just like having an ally there that you don't necessarily do magic with, but the cat's presence is the magic itself. But sometimes people are really like cleansing their cat of like with Palo Santo or sage or like blessing their cat and stuff like that. Have you ever like seen anything like that? Have you ever seen a cat pull a tarot card? I have not seen that. Um, my last cat passed, RIP. Um, that's okay. I'm waiting to meet my next cat. It's kind of like a relationship. Like I'm not just going to go out and buy one. I, I need to have it come to me, you know? So whenever that happens, it's fine. But I did do a ritual to help get this book deal, and he was involved, the cat. I did not ask him to be involved. He but just I, showed up. He jumped on the bed right in the middle of this ritual I was doing, and so I feel like his spirit is infused into this. So for our listeners who might be aspiring witches with cats, what's a good way for them to start incorporating their cat familiars into their magical practices? Ooh, yeah. For me, one great way I always found was just finding a meditation to do, whether it's a silent meditation or anything you're listening to. And I, no matter what cat I've been around, they really dig it. They can feel, I think, the energetic shift. And they're going to annoy you and come around and, like, maybe purr on you or go around your ankles or something. And that's a cool way to, like, get down to another, like, energetic level with the cat. There's so many fun cat magic books out there. I I, can't, I wouldn't even recommend just one. You know, there's all – and there's, like, cat tarot which is obviously just the imagery of cats. But I think, like, even doing magic with, like, a cat bent with your cat in the room, you know, it, it makes it sort of fun. But obviously there's, like, issues with involving the cat too much, you know? I wouldn't ever want to force the cat. Like, the consent is important. So I think uh, just starting with doing a simple, like, cleansing ritual for your cat, you know, like waving some either Palo Santo or sage or, you know, whatever your choice of cleansing herbal mix would be. And just like, you know, wishing your cat a good day and clearing any negative space around that cat or, um, yeah, I, I think that's obviously people think that's hilariously silly. But I think it's also like imparting some love to your animal. So how do you know if a cat is your familiar? Like, are there signs to look for? Yeah, I think it's more like a feeling. Uh, that's what I felt, especially when I was really young and I had my, what I believe is one of my cat familiars. And then everyone I talk to, a lot of the times it'll be like a cat who just shows up in their life, you know, like a cat who meows at the door every night for a week. And then the person's like, well, I just got to let this cat in, you know, sort of like a seeking you out instead of you seeking the cat out in a way. I think that is sort of a sign, you know, that it's like this visitor spirit, visitor protector, whatever. And these are not all like necessarily super spiritual or religious or witchy people. I've interviewed a lot of people that are like hardcore atheists, don't believe in any phenomenon you can't like scientifically prove, but they know their animal energetically like works with them in a way that no other being has or something. So I love that this really cuts across like belief systems and all kinds of folks. So are you waiting for that right now? I'm waiting for my own cat familiar to appear. And it'll probably be like a bird or something. And I'll be like, great. And I have to have a parrot, you know? <laughs> for a hundred years. Right? <laughs> right? That's the worst. Or the best. I don't know. Do you think it's the autonomous nature of cats that kind of gives them a role? I was just thinking, I'm traditionally a dog person, but like a dog will not pull a tarot card for you. <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, I absolutely think that's part of the magic. And that's also why patriarchy has like labeled women as felines because you can't train cats. They don't necessarily even serve that much of a purpose. Like the more I read, the more I realize they're they're not even that great at mousing. So going back to the historical aspect, when do you think the whole Aristotle era thinking about cats morphed into the more modern concept of the cat lady? Yeah, well, in the Victorian era, I think it began to be that more women um, would be cat owners. And then that sort of continued as a trend. And then you have all that history of associating women with cats. And I think that coalesced. And obviously the cat lady or the crazy cat lady is like one way to pathologize single women and older women or aging women. And that idea that like the cat is like a stand in for a male relationship. I I think that just sort of came from that. It's like threatening to think of a woman on her own with a bunch of cats, you know? Was it instantly pathologized in that way? Like a woman has two cats. Whoa, she's bananas. I know in like the days of I've been reading about the days of like early photography and the like late 1800s and something like there was a trend that men would not be pictured touching or being loving with their cats. What? So even then, so women have all these cats as their baby, like treating a cat like an infant was a really you would see these pictures and then there would be men with a cat maybe, but it'd be the cat on the shoulder and him like looking away. Because it's like, no, I don't love this thing. (laughs) So I think even then you see the depictions of the way people wanted to, like, code their gender with their pet. So I think it just got more and more. And then you have things like Grey Gardens and then, like, The Simpsons and all these depictions of these cat ladies. And now it's just cemented so much into popular culture, you know. Do you think it's still totally alive and well? Oh, yeah. And it's really interesting. I've been doing interviews with gay men who also have noticed that they've received some pushback from their community about like like this one guy I spoke with. He was like, yeah, all my gay male friends say that I'll never have a boyfriend because I have four cats. And they say, don't put cats on your grinder profile. <laughs> so it's really like it really crosses the like boundaries more than you would think. But of, of course, it's still mostly like women that, that the cat lady archetype applies to. Honestly, like, I'm a dog lady because I'm like, I want it to need me. Mm, Yeah. Cats are just like a roommate. (laughs) Yeah, I read studies that dogs actually get, like, an oxytocin burst from eye contact with a human. So they physically, like, want to be around you. Cats don't get that. So cats don't need us. But but I I understand the kind of magical appeal like there there is like a like a neighborhood black cat in my neighborhood where sometimes we'll like see each other and be like yeah good day sir like, yes yes there's that respect yeah. you know so I do get that but I guess I can't imagine necessarily like having a a, ho- a home domestic relationship with a cat yeah I think it's like there's so much mystery about what the cat's gonna be like that any particular day and it choosing you feels like a real blessing or exciting occurrence as opposed to the dog, which, you know, it it really needs you. Like most cats could just be set free and they'd be fine, you know? I mean, not all cats. If they're like super purebred, they don't, you know, but that's our fault. But, you know, they haven't like genetically shifted the way the dog has since the early days. So they're still sort of more primal and wild. And I love that aspect of having this little beast in your home, you know? (laughs) I feel like I have now that we were having this discussion, I'm like, oh, I have too much social anxiety to live with a cat. Like, I feel like it's like living with, like, a popular girl in high school <laughs> where I'm like, is she going to look at me today or pretend I'm not alive? It's so real. Like, getting rejected by a cat is, like, I was at a cat cafe over the weekend, and I was, like, playing with this adorable gray kitten that was into me one second, and then I was just playing with this toy, and then it was just done. Just nope, bye. And I took a video, and you could just see me, like, trying so hard to, like, 
get the cat's attention, but it wasn't happening. So yes, I yeah, low maybe, self-esteem is not good with a cat. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe in the next lifetime I'll be someone confident enough to have a cat, but, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. People feel comfortable being rude about cats in a way they're not. They might not necessarily feel comfortable being rude about other pets. I, I agree. Like people would be like, "Put your cat away. Put your cat in a room." In right. A, in a way where I feel like if someone was saying that about a puppy, you'd be like, "What a what a jerk." Yeah. But people are like, "Yeah, sure. Put your cat in a room. That's normal." Right. Yeah. You're allowed allowed to speak ill of cats because you know they were hanged and drowned and burned for hundreds of years because of these associations. You know. So I think there's some of that left like ah they're disposable they're gross they're you know i mean do you feel like it's because they're so independent i feel like some of that is like you know put them in a room they'll read twitter they'll be fine (laughs) they have their own things to (laughs) do they can take care of themselves yeah Yeah, that's true but it's but it's it is interesting that i feel like a lot of people feel more comfortable being like put your cat away yeah than they would anything else and allergies for some reason is it the cat allergies are worse than dog allergies because i I just – you always hear people freaking out about cat allergies, but I don't hear dog allergy, like, freakouts in the same way. And dogs are much more likely to get up in your business. Right. And lick your face. <laughs> like, cat will not do that, you know? I mean, maybe if it's your, like, BFF cat and you're lying down, it might happen. But it's not, like, the way a regular dog will just, like, lick anybody, you know? I, I think people kind of uh... – kind of superimposed, kind of a malicious personality on cats they, in that way, where they're like, this dog is too dumb. He's just jumping up on you. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But the cat, they're like, that cat made a decision. She right. made a decision to come over and rub all over you. Right. He's, give you hives. She did it on purpose. Yes, it's, she's an emissary of the devil, <laughs> you know? So I feel like that's still, that is still, that thinking is still out there to some extent. Absolutely, yeah. So your book about cats is not coming out until next year. Yeah, fall 2019. But listeners can buy your previous book, which is Sluts Feminist, Conjuring the Sex Positive, right now. That's very true. It's There's no cats in that one, but there's everything but the cat. You know, all the witchy things, all the history of the way the witch archetype has been used to oppress women and liberate women. Yeah. Thank you for coming today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Gabby. So that was some fascinating magical stuff. Kristen mentioned that cats can actually pull tarot cards. Okay, so has Nico ever pulled a tarot card? <laughs> Nico has never pulled a tarot card. I do have a tarot deck. Um, he doesn't really want to be involved. 
I don't know. Maybe he's a good Christian boy. Whatever the case is, he has not participated in magic with me. Well, you said he is like the gateway cat, so maybe that's a little bit more of his dog tendency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Staying away from it. Keeping it on the straight and narrow. He can't, yeah, go to the dark side. <laughs> so one cat lady has reigned victoriously in love. And who so was that? Who was that? Who could that be? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so I know you have a boyfriend now. Yes, I do. I do. Tell Hell us- froze over. So what does he think of Nico? Well, I could tell you, but I actually brought home the microphone the other night and asked him myself. So every podcast producer's dream is coming true. I'm going to exploit my boyfriend and put him on the pod. It's your moment. It's his moment. <laughs> it's his moment. <laughs> All right, let's play it. I don't like cats. I'm not a cat person. I find them a little creepy. Why? What's creepy about them? I just don't think cats and humans are meant to be together. (laughs) And I know that humans over centuries have domesticated cats and they're probably no less meant, quote unquote, to be with humans than dogs are, which have been domesticated over centuries as well. But I just think dogs and humans have a much more natural rapport and cats and humans, I don't like their sharp little claws. I don't like the fact that they have an urge to kill. And yes, some dogs also have an urge to kill. But I don't like the way they look at me. I think their poop is disgusting, more so than dog poop. They, you know, generally treat humans with aloofness and disdain. Now, I will say Nico does seem to really love you. And he is a snuggly and cuddly cat. And right now he's he's, he's rubbing his head against my fingers and it's kind of cute. And I kind of like it. Okay, so we've been together for a whole crazy two months. Yep. Has your attitude towards Nico changed at all? Or? If you had to have a cat, I'm glad you have Nico. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, I'm biased towards liking the things that are in your life because I like you so much. Oh. Even Nico is purring in agreement. <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> One of my other early impressions of Nico was... He has been kind of victimized and bullied by another cat that's in the house. He's like an underdog. And I've witnessed it. He's an undercat. And I have a real sympathy for an undercat (laughs) in any situation. (laughs) That made me feel a little bad for him and made me kind of get on his side more. And he accepted me pretty quickly. Like, he crawls into my lap. He is pretty sweet. So, yes, I have snuggled with Nico repeatedly. Mm-hmm. In spite of my into general antipathy toward cats. And I have to say, I didn't hate it. <laughs> He's a sweet little guy. We're bros. We are bros. I have referred to him as my bro. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> Do you guys fist bump? We have not fist bumped. I really want to, though. Could you train him to do that? I try. Yeah. So it sounds like he's clearly smitten. How long did it take oh, yeah. him to come around? I mean, not very long, but the, the difference is it's pretty extreme. Like, I remember the first night he met him, he told me he wasn't going to kiss me after holding him for a little bit. Miko! I know, I know. And he, you know, they they stayed the opposite ends of the room. And I worried for a minute. I was like, oh, no, like, what if he always hates Nico? I, I like this guy, but, like, I can't tolerate that. That's very real. Yeah. Yeah. What's your stance on that? Like, if is it the uh, dog or the guy? I mean, okay, here's is the, it the thing. cat or the like, guy? I'm so dog. <laughs> I'm so dog dominant. Is it the cat? 
Uh, is it the cat or the guy? <laughs> the cat um, is just one part of my life, right? So, like, I've got friends, I've got family, and I've got a cat. And he, he's not the whole thing. He doesn't define me. So it's almost like, it's kind of like if you brought home a guy and he didn't like your best friend, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, it just depends on the situation. It's not necessarily always going to be a deal breaker. Absolutely. But... Um, It didn't take very long. He came around immediately. I realized that people who hate cats honestly just haven't really had the opportunity to get to know one. Which brings me to the second interview. Are you ready? I am so ready. I am in this cat lady world. Excellent. And I I hear that this one has to do with a really cute Insta. Oh, super cute Insta. It's called Girls and Their Cats. And it's ran by Brooklyn-based photographer Brienne Wills. She's got a website and an Instagram all dedicated to this photo series where she goes to women's homes and photographs them with their cats and posts their story alongside the photos. It's really cute, but it's also just a good way to educate yourself on the types of women who have cats and, you know, kind of giving a little bit more nuance to it, showing that every situation is a little different and it's not all a lonely lady looking for love and a feline companion. Yeah, I'm so into it, just scrolling through her Instagram and I just see so many different kinds of women, mm-hmm. in these really stylish apartments. I see a girl with her boyfriend and her cat snuggling. Yeah. So it just completely shatters any type of negative right. stereotypes, which it's, need to be shattered. It's so funny you bring up the apartments because I want to, I actually really want to submit um, myself and Nico to her project, but... I was like, gosh, I do not have an Insta-worthy apartment. I'm a little bit intimidated. I have an Insta-worthy spot in my apartment, and that's pretty much where all my photos <laughs> that's go That's hilarious. From. But if you, like, move yeah. out of the frame, it's just not, right, it's not right. very cute. That was my theory. I'm like, all of these girls must just have a corner. <laughs> you just need a little corner that can stay presentable, <laughs> and you're fine. Yeah. Well, Brienne's a good uh, interview for um, the current conversation, especially going back to, like, converting a guy into a cat. Cat man. Cat man. <laughs> There's such a thing. Just because she also had a husband who wasn't necessarily into the idea of um, cats before they adopted their own. And, um, you know, now he's also in a relationship or sorry, not a relationship. Now he's also married to a woman whose entire career is dedicated to cats in some form as well. So, yeah, I feel like I've always heard that, too, from friends. It's like once you just adopt the pet. They just fall into love just as much as you do, and you just kind of, like, become this little baby family of pet lovers. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe the answer is just adopt. Just adopt and see what happens. Just force it on them. Yeah, just yeah. bring them home. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's the holidays. You're going to send it to <laughs> the pound. Turn on a cat. <laughs> yeah, how cruel are you? <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's get into it. My name is Brienne Wills, and I'm a photographer and the creator of Girls and Their Cats. Have you always been a cat lover yourself? Definitely, since I was a baby. I've just never not had a cat in my life. Um, I did not become so obsessed with cats until I got these two. They are my children for sure. I'm so obsessed with them. What are their names and when did you get them? Tuck and Liza. And I got them in, I wanna say 2013. Yeah? You get them? Everybody loves Tuck. Oh, over here. Yeah. Tell me about Girls and Their Cats. I know it's an Instagram account, but tell me what it's all about. Yeah. How it started. Well, I moved to New York with my husband and our two rescue cats. It's so crazy happy. Well, I knew I wanted to move here to do fashion photography, but I hadn't started yet. I didn't know anybody. I had 
no idea how to break into the scene. So I just decided to start a little side project just so I could stay busy shooting, meet some people and kind of get to know New York a little bit better. So I decided I would shoot a series of nudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just I would just go to women's homes and photograph them naked. And the first woman that I photographed, her cat actually just popped into frame and was just the center of attention, as cats are. Once I saw the photos and I saw this beautiful cat lady and her beautiful cat, I just decided to go in a different direction because there's still the negative stereotype about cat ladies. And I decided to sort of change the way people perceive cat ladies by photographing at first anybody who would reach out to me, usually friends of friends go to their home and photograph them with our cat. And it just, it's evolved. So tell me, are you for the word cat lady or against it? I'm for the word cat lady against crazy cat lady. There's a distinction. (laughs) What does cat lady mean to you then? I think cat lady is any woman who owns and loves a cat. I mean, Um, I can tell you that even before I started this project, I wasn't crazy about the word cat lady. It's, it has such negative connotation, but after seeing so many different types of cat ladies, it's like, Come on. I mean, I just started dating again here recently, and I'm finding that the stereotype is alive and well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) It's still going. I heard recently somebody refer to their cats as a gateway cat, and I think that's really beautiful. It's the cat that you meet that makes you a cat person. Mine is a gateway cat, too. (laughs) Here comes Tuck. Are you going to come up, bud? Tuck's Tuck's currently uh, sniffing my my sock. I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) So how many women do you have reaching out? Um, I have right now in my inbox over 200 emails. Oh, my God. I mean, basically, the only requirement is that you have to live in New York City. Mm -hmm. And then your cat has to be adopted or rescued. And I try to only shoot about one a week, Mm -hmm. which does not... I mean, every time I do another shoot, I get another email. So it's really yeah. not going ends. down anytime soon. Is there anything else that you're looking for in particular in, like, subjects? Um, I really like anybody who's in an interesting field mm-hmm. or they're doing something really great with their lives, um, have a unique sense of style. Just anybody who's going to make cat ladies look really great. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but... The photos are also kind of an insight to how the cat lady lives. So right. the apartment is kind of crucial. And it's kind of cool to show them in their environment, which is not gross. <laughs> yeah, and not at all what some of their um, the naysayers would exactly. say. Exactly, yeah. So let's Their homes them- don't smell like cat pee. <laughs> Mine might. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're having issues. I'm having issues. <laughs> Let's paint a picture of what the biggest cat hater would think a cat lady lives like in 2018. Uh, Well, she's an older woman, single, and she lives in an old house and doesn't clean and doesn't leave her house. She's the old maid. I mean, it's pretty plain and simple. What about like a woman in New York, say, who's on like Tinder and has a cat in one of her pictures? What do you think a guy might think about her versus what she's really like? Hmm. Their cat is an asshole who's going to attack me when I walk in the house. 
Their house is going to smell like cat pee. They're a replacement for friends and affection. This woman's going to be uh, obsessed with her cat and never want to go out and do anything. Hey, that might be true, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are probably the biggest misconceptions. My current husband, not, he didn't dislike cats, but he had never... He did not grow up with animals, so it was weird for him. Mm-hmm. And he's still, even today asks questions all the time like are they okay is everything okay because he just didn't grow up with cats he doesn't know that the things they do are just very mm-hmm. typical right cat antics <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he I, I don't think i would date somebody who didn't like cats i yeah. honestly don't have the time for that right right also it's like cats are animals and you can just be an animal lover yeah I, oh i right? love all animals <laughs> same i don't know why you get pegged when you're a cat lady as um oh so you don't like cats. dogs i mean like, I, no i love dogs i just can't i i have work yeah so tell me about like somebody that you've shot or even a couple people who really stand out in your memory i think anybody who shared a really personal story christine barbaric she openly discussed how hard it was for her to have a baby and how having a cat sort of allowed her to be open to not having a baby Mm -hmm. because she had this creature to care for. It was just really touching. And then Athena, she talked about how her cat is actually her mother's cat, her late mother's cat, and how having this cat now was her connection to her late mother. So anytime they open up and they're vulnerable, I think it's just really special. And it's nice to know that, like, like we said, like, cats are, they can be kind and empathetic and loving and, you know. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. When you really get to know a cat, you're very lucky. Yeah. It takes a while. It takes a while. But once you are in, you're in. Have you actually had anybody, like, write or comment on Instagram with negative feedback about your project? For the most part, everybody's been really receptive, really positive. There are a few (laughs) trolls, as I like to call them. Yeah, what Um, did the trolls say? I get some body shamers. Oh, oh, Heaven forbid you have an overweight cat. I I mean, I understand. Oh, but for the cats. It's unhealthy for the cat. Yeah, for the cats. That's not at all where I thought that was going. They body shame the cats. What do um, girls and their cats, what's in store for the future? I really want to tell you, but I can't. I will say it has something to do with all the cities that I've been photographing in. I was just in D.C., Philly, L.A., Portland, San Francisco, but you'll just have to wait and see. Very excited. And where can we follow the project? Instagram, girls and their cats. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Now we get to play with the cats. Okay. More exciting. Silly cat stick. Oh my god. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I had so much fun at Brianne's apartment. I mean, it was beautiful, first of all, but, and unstoworthy. And of course, you're going to tell us about the cats. Oh, they were so adorable. They were so sweet. I mean, like every cat's different, but clearly she had some really sweet cats. And she had um, adopted them when she was living abroad, which is also takes so much 
care and yeah. thought to even be able to get through. I mean, is immigration the right word? <laughs> or customs. 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 Yeah. Customs is a better way to say it. <laughs> but they do have cat passports and I, I got to see them. Oh my gosh. You, they have cat passports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They How, do. They're do they so have cute. stamps? Were they stamped for anywhere? I don't think that they were stamped. <laughs> but yeah. They were. Like, These cats are just otherworldly. I know. They're, they're little jet setters. They're more worldly than I am. <laughs> Instagram yeah. famous. Well, how do you setters. feel about cat ladies now? Do you understand us more? Yeah, I totally do. I feel like it. we need to do away with these stigmas. I mean, if a cat brings you so much love and joy, and why not be able to share them on Instagram with thinking without feeling like you're going to get all of this like hate <laughs> yeah. for it or that you'll never find love. Obviously, you will find love. I think dog lovers, cat lovers, stand together. Stand Hand tall. in hand. Paul and Paul. I've always been that way in terms of dogs. I know some people who are just like fierce dog lovers and hate cats. I never ever hated cats. It's just that I've yeah. always had a dog since before I was even born. We had dogs in our house. But I love the fact that cat ladies and dog moms can live their best lives without having to deal with any stigma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. So this has been a really fascinating episode for me as an animal lover. Now yeah. I've learned more about cat ladies and I feel like I've always loved the cats, but now I love the cat ladies even more. Thank you for letting me out of my producer cage and in front of the microphone. I'm so flattered. Thanks for being on the mic and yeah. please jump in whenever you can bring that mic home and mm-hmm. have your boyfriend refresh. Oh yeah, he'll be a recurring segment. This show was produced by Julia Shu, Michaela Heck, and Anna Parsons with editorial guidance from Roseanne Salvatore. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We really want to hear from you and we want to know what you love most about the show. You can also reach us at huddle at bustle.com. I'm your host, Jada Gomez, and we will see you next week.